Let us turn our Bibles to the book of, of John, chapter 14. John, chapter 14. The Bible says, let not your heart be troubled. Can we read together? Let not your heart be troubled. Say amen. amen. That is your responsibility, okay? And it says, ye believe in God, believe also in me. Verse 2. Then he says, in my father's house are many mansions. Then he says, if it were not so, I would have told you. Then he says, I go to prepare a place for you. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. He says he goes to prepare a place for us. Verse 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. He says that where I am, praise the Lord Jesus. Where I am, where he is right now, that's where you are. Praise God. Praise the Lord Jesus. Where he is right now, that's where you are. The Bible says he's seated in heavenly places far above far above all principality and power and over all domain and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. We are seated together with him. Say amen. Say amen. amen. That's where we are. We are far above. Tell your neighbor, far above. Far above. Jesus said something. He says, the devil has nothing in me. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. He has nothing in you. Praise God. He has nothing in you. Tell yourself he has nothing in me. <laughs> Hallelujah. He says we are where he is. That where I am, there he may be also. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now he, talk, you know, he, he begins to describe this place. Let's go to John chapter 14. That's what I want to... John 17. John chapter 17. Let's start from verse 18. Verse 18. Verse 18 says, As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Now, that scripture means that whatever Jesus needed, he has given to us. You understand? That's why he says that he has made us able ministers of the new Covenant. You are an able minister. That means you have the ability to minister the spirit. You have the ability to minister the new covenant. Because he has told us, as you have sent me, please go back. As you have sent me, as you have sent me, in the same way you sent me. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise God. The same way you sent me, even so I've sent them into the world. Verse 19. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified through thy, through the truth. We are sanctified through truth. Then he says, verse 20, Neither pray I for them alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Hallelujah. So he's talking about us who have believed through, through the word of the apostles. Many of us here have believed through the word of our Father. Praise the Lord. So Jesus was praying for all of us. This prayer cuts across Anybody that will ever believe, okay? Then he says that they all may be one. As thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Say amen. amen. Verse 22. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. Praise God. He's not going to give it. He has given it to us. Say amen. amen. The glory doctor, all that he is and all that he has, he has given it to me. Say, I have glory. I have glory. He told us in, in, in Peter that he has called us to glory and virtue. He has called us to glory and virtue. What do you do to a call? You answer the call. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. When somebody calls you, what do you do? You answer. So when he says you're being called to glory and virtue, say glory is mine. That is you answering the call. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. 
All right, let's go back. It says, and the glory which thou gave me, I have given them. That's called responding to the word of God. That whatever the word of God says, you respond to it. You answer the call. The Bible tells us in Peter that he has called us to inherit a blessing. So what do you do? You say, God, I thank you, I'm blessed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You don't again ask for blessing. That's you not answering the call. Are you getting it? Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Learn to respond. That's how we respond to the word of God. You answer the call. Tell your neighbor, answer the call. Hallelujah. Now he says, and the glory which thou hast given me, I have given them that they, now he describes that glory, that they may be one even as we are one. Now that's a full column. Now he begins to, he gives further description. Verse 23. I in them, now he describes this oneness. Okay, he says, I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and has loved them as thou hast loved me. Praise God. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. He was describing the glory that is given to us. He says, I in them, and, and you in me. That they may be made perfect in one. This is the glory. This is the glory of the saints. We are one because he's in us and we are in him and the father is in him. You understand? It's a mix. We are so one. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says all this is that the world may know that thou hast sent me and has loved them as thou hast loved me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, the father does not love you less than he loves Jesus. Praise God. You see, sometimes, sometimes we may not catch certain things until we meditate on the other part. You get it? If he had just said, and, uh, and has loved them full stop, we may not really understand what it means. Or what you get? So you have to explain, you have to give me the understanding, as thou has loved me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So what you have to do, just meditate on how the fathers love Jesus. Praise God. That's how much he loves you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, let's continue. Let's continue. Verse 24. Verse 24. Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, we belong to Jesus, okay? That they may be with me where I am that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. For thou hast loved me before the... Verses, for thou hast loved me before the foundation of the world. God has loved you before the foundation of the world. Praise God. Praise God. That means that he looked at your entire life and he loved you. That means there's nothing you can ever do to change his love for you. Praise the Lord Jesus. He says, he, has a, he says, for thou hast loved me. Remember, he says he loves us as he loves him. You get it, eh? So what, what we see for Jesus, you see for yourself. So for thou hast loved me, that is you and I, before the foundation of the world. Before the world was formed. That means before you came into existence. God loved you. Praise God. Praise God. And this is how he demonstrated this love. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave. The Bible did not say, for God so loved the world and he gave. The Bible says, he loved the world that he gave. That means the giving was the act, was a demonstration of his love. He gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That is the love of God, that you have everlasting life, that you are one with him. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in this is love made perfect that they may have boldness on the day of judgment. For as he is, so am I in this world. Praise God. Praise the Lord Jesus. This is the love of God. Hallelujah. 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 This is what? That he has brought you into his class. That he has brought you. The Bible says he has made us partakers 
of the divine nature. That is the love of God. That you are one with him, that you share everything with him. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. That is the love of God. The Bible says we have received the spirit which is of God. That we may know the things that are freely given to us of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is the love of God. He has given you his spirit. He has given you his mind. He has given you his word. You are born of the word. He has given you righteousness. He has given you eternal life. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. That is the love of God. He says, my peace I live with you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Then he says, let not your heart be troubled. And remember, you are speaking Hebrew. Okay, he's, he was in the Hebrew culture, so you're saying, my shalom, my gift to you. What does shalom means? It means peace and prosperity. It means the prosperity that comes. Why oh, you get my point? It's a completeness. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. That very peace that he had when he walked the earth. He says, let us go over to the other side. And he slept. Remember in the boat. Let us go over to the other side. Then he slept. And winds came... <laughs> winds came and the man was sleeping he asked the man question question says where is your faith that's the scripture he says and he was in the uh he says uh wait, wait where are you you look at the scripture which says let us go over to the other side let me go down i think it's in matthew and he says, he said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had, they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was in the ship, and they were also with him, uh, eh? and they were also with him other little ships, okay? And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat, beat into the ship so that it was now, it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep, on a pillow. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He says, my peace, I live with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, he was asleep on a pillow. <laughs> and they awoke him. That means it was, the, the, the winds didn't awake the man. He says, my peace, I live with you. And then they asked him, Master Caris, thou not that we perish. What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Now remember the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, okay? Now what did he tell them? He says, let us go over to the other side. Let us pass over to the other side. Listen, that was the word. It was sent. It was clear. Let us pass over to the other side. It doesn't matter what happens in between. Let us pass over to the other side. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let us pass over to the other side. That was the word. And what did he do when things happen? Now he's teaching us how to deal with situations, okay? When things happen, he, he spoke to the wind. He says, be still. The moment you release that word in faith, just know it is done. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Remember, he told us that Lazarus' sickness shall not lead into death. The man died. The man died. Actually, if, if you do the calculations very well, it is believed that he, he had already died when, before, he came, before these guys came. Because when he told them to move the stone, the Bible says that Martha said that he has been dead four days. He has been dead four days. So probably he would have died before even he said Lazarus' sickness shall not lead into death. <laughs> Praise God. Because remember, they, they, they would take time to travel. You get my point? It wasn't like a phone call. You just make a phone call. No. They would have to travel from where they are, like a day's journey, and then, you know, you understand, eh? Maybe sleep on the way. And so by the time they reached him, probably like two days had passed, okay? And then he told, they told him, then again the Bible says he stayed another day. 
And then he went. Also, he took some time to go there. So by the time he reached, four days had passed. But remember, he said, Lazarus' sickness shall not lead unto death. Praise God. Praise the Lord. And then he says, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. You always hear me. That's the consciousness we carry. That God always hears you. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. It says the heavens were open unto him. And the Bible says, this is my beloved son. In him I am well pleased. Hallelujah. That's the consciousness we ought to carry every day. That's the consciousness Jesus carried. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he said the guy's sickness shall not lead into death. But the man died. And what did he do? He went and... He called Lazarus. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And the man came out. Some commentators say, say that he had to specify the name. Because there's a graveyard. If he hadn't specified the name. <laughs> Praise God. He had to be specific. <laughs> That's what people say. And I believe them. Because the Bible says, at the sound of the sun. You remember that scripture? It says, the dead shall rise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I believe them. He had to specify, Lazarus, come forth. Praise God. I need to understand that, that, that where he was buried, it was down. It was down. And the Bible says, he was bound. Understand this, he was bound. He couldn't walk. He was like this. He couldn't walk. <laughs> when the man said, Lazarus, come forth, it wasn't just a giving of life. Uh -uh. The man was lifted. He was moved. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. That's the power we have. Because we are born of the word. Bible calls him is the first fruit among many brethren. He's the first born among many brethren. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. When he said that the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. You too can say the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Praise God. Praise God. When he said, I and my father are one, you took and say, I and my father are one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, the glory of given unto me, I've given to them. The glory of oneness. We are one with him. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Now, where does all this begin? Okay. Hebrews chapter 8. Hebrews chapter 8. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 6. The Bible says, But now has he obtained what? A more excellent ministry, by how much also he is a mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So this covenant, it says it's established upon better promises. So the promise that you'll be the head and not the tail, there's something better than that. The promise that you'll lend to nations and borrow from none, there's something better than that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The promise that, uh, that uh, uh, none of your cattle will be barren, blah, 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 there's something better than that. Now it's up to you to start meditating. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now he says, um, he's a mediator of a better covenant which was established upon better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been found for the second. Are we together? No place would have been found. Remember he says, I go to prepare a place for you. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah? So uh, we're, we're, we're defining the beginning, how this thing starts, okay? It says, for if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. No place would have been sought for the second. I go to prepare a place for you. What are you getting, yeah? Uh, verse 8, for finding fault with them, that was the fault with the first covenant. That's what our fathers taught us. The, first the fault with the first covenant was that it always found fault with the people. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. I love the way our, our apostle explained it. He says, um, by the time somebody tells you don't steal, it means you have the capacity to steal. So, don't steal has found fault with you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You see, now that was the problem with the people of, of the, the Pharisees of the day. They thought they could be justified by works. Not understanding the purpose of the law from the mind of God. The Bible is very clear that by the law shall no flesh be justified. We are not justified by works. You cannot kill, you cannot do all those things. But the fact that you are following those commandments, already there's a problem with you. But what you get, eh? Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Yeah? Uh, I'll come to that. It says, for finding fault, that was now the fault. That was the fault with the, with the first covenant. It found fault with the people. It says, behold... The days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. I have verse, verse 9. Not according to the first covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. So it says, not according. Go back there. Please go back. It says, not according to the covenant that I made. It was not according. That means the terms were different. The basis of the new covenant was different. The old covenant says, thou shall not do this. Thou shall not do this, okay? I will bless you if you do LBCD. So it was, it was a pact. If you do this, I will do this. If you do that, I will do that. So it's not according to that system. Where it's dependent on you. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus, okay? Then he says something. He says, uh-huh, verse 10. He says, for this is, tell your neighbor, this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. He says, I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. I will be to them a God. That means we, we, we glorify him as God. Hallelujah. 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 Everything that we know God is, he says, I will be to them a God. The Bible says that there are some people who didn't glorify him as God. You know that scripture, it's in Romans chapter 1. They didn't glorify him as God. Okay? He says, because that when they knew God, the Bible says they glorified him not as God. Neither were, thank, neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts was darkened. So there, there are people who, who knew God. Let's talk about the Israelites. They knew God but they did not glorify him as God. Hallelujah. 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 But we glorify him as God. That's very important. That's very, very important. Okay, let's go back. He says, I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. Now, he says, and they shall not teach each, uh, they shall not teach every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest. Verse 12, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Say Amen. Say amen. He says their sins and iniquities I will not remember. I will not remember. This is a very powerful phrase in the scriptures. He says their unrighteousness, their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Remember he says this is the covenant. 
He says, I will write my laws in their hearts. I will put them in their minds. I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. Now, of course, when he says laws, of course, in the New Testament, we're not dealing with the law of Moses, okay? The Bible says the law is not made for a righteous man. 1 Timothy 1.8, but we know that the law is good if a man uses it lawfully. Uh-huh. Knowing this, okay, knowing this, that what? That the law is not made for what? Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. So he's not talking about writing the law of Moses in your heart. Uh-uh. He says, I will write my laws in their hearts. Okay? So, of course, he's dealing with, for example, the law of faith. Hebrews, uh, sorry, Romans chapter 3, verse 30, 27. He says, where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So that's one of the laws that have been written in your hearts, the law of faith. You get it? It's written, it's engraved. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. It's not something you try to get, you have it. Say amen. Say amen. That's why the language of the scripture is you're either strong in faith or weak in it, but you have faith. It's a law written in your heart. Another law which it tells us is the law of the spirit of life. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 1. Hebrews 8, verse 1. It says, now of the things which... No, Romans 8, verse 1. The Bible says, there is therefore now. Tell your neighbor, is therefore now. No condemnation to them which are in... Christ Jesus. Now he describes those people. He says, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. You see the problem sometimes that when you read, uh, some people try to be in Christ by not walking after the flesh and after the spirit. No. He's describing you who is in Christ. You are the kind who walks not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Oh, you get the difference, eh? You're not trying to become it. Let me not walk in the flesh, that I may be in the spirit. No. Your nature is you walk in the spirit. Oh, what you get, eh? Let's look at it again. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Comma. Who walk after? He's describing those people. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus. It is your nature to walk after the spirit, not after the flesh. Oh, I get the difference, eh? Then verse 2. It says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Say amen. amen. That law of the spirit of life, that law of life, the Bible says, has made me free. What is there for free is you're born free. You are born free, free of the law of sin and death. So when Jesus says the devil has nothing in me, that's what he's talking about. He, he has nothing in you. Death has nothing in you. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Why? Because we live by the law of the spirit of life. Hallelujah. That law of life works in everything about us. We are life givers. Say amen. The Bible says that out of him shall flow rivers of living water. Have that consciousness. Everywhere you are, I give life. I give life. Rivers of living water flowing out of me. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Where you are, that life is. Why? Because you operate by the law of the spirit of life. Hallelujah. 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 Say the law of the spirit of life works in me. Praise God. Praise God. So he tells us that this is the law. It works in you. So he says the law, I'll write my laws in their hearts. That's what he's talking about there. The law of faith. The law of the spirit of life. Are we together? Are we together? Yeah? Now let's go back to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 8. Now he says that, that, that this is the covenant that I will make with them. 
He says, I'll write my laws in their hearts. Okay? I'll write my laws in their hearts. Now, I've mentioned about the law of faith. Now, the law of faith has been written in your heart. Okay? Now, let us look at um, 2 Peter. 2 Peter chapter 1. Praise God. Praise the Lord. It says, Simon Peter, what? A servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. To them that have obtained like precious faith. You know, I always love the way how these men of God introduce their, their epistles. They are confident of who they are. But what you get, Paul will say, a servant of Jesus Christ, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. You also need to be confident of who you are. Remember, I think the scripture where it says, I magnify my office. It says, I magnify my office. I magnify my office. You magnify your office. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are servants of Jesus Christ, okay? Yes, I magnify my office. Okay, go back. It says, Simon Peter is servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So he says to them, so he's talking to you and I, praise the Lord. And I remember our father explained to us the degrees of faith, okay? He says that there's a faith that you have uh, that brings you into the thing. Um, Galatians chapter 2 verse 16. Shall I come back here? Can we read together? Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus that we might be justified by the faith of Christ. That not Praise the Lord. So you see the two degrees? We have believed that we may be justified by his faith. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah? That's what our father was explaining to us, that there are degrees, there are degrees of faith, okay? There is that one where you believe, I believe in Jesus by my faith. The Bible says, but with the heart man believes. Your heart has the ability to believe. So with your heart you believe unto righteousness. When the gospel was preached unto you, you believed. And the Bible says, we believe that we may be justified by the faith. So now here he's talking about that, that he's talking about they that have obtained like precious faith through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. To them that have obtained what? Like precious faith through the righteousness of God. Through the righteousness of God. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 22. Hebrews 10 verse 22. The Bible says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Now the Bible speaks of the full assurance of faith. Are we together? Yeah? The full what? Assurance of faith. Isaiah 32 verse 15. Isaiah 32 verse 15. Okay, you, you, you go to verse 13. Verse 13. It says, Upon the land of the people shall come up thorns and, and brills. Okay? Yea, upon all the houses of joy in the joyous city. So there will be thorns. Okay? Because the palaces shall be forsaken, the multitudes of the city shall be left. Uh, then it says, The forts and the towers shall be for dens forever. A joy of wild asses a pasture of flocks. So he's talking about a state where somebody is forsaken, where somebody is, in, is, is, is dry, is in a wilderness. Thorns and brills are coming up. And then he says, verse, verse, verse 15, he says, all that happens until the Spirit be poured upon us from on high. And the Bible says, what happens? And the wilderness be a fruitful field. Say Amen. Say amen. amen. Until what? The Spirit be poured upon us from on high. 
That means we are no longer the kind who are living that dry life. You get my point? Yeah, because the Spirit has been poured. He was poured on the day of Pentecost. You received him when you gave your life to Christ. So it says when the Spirit comes upon you, what happens? The wilderness will be, I like the scripture. It says the wilderness be a fruitful field. The wilderness, okay, let me me use wrong English. eh? Bees a fruitful field. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's no process there. It says, breathe. What you get? The fact that the Holy Spirit has been poured on you. Listen, what made the place holy was not uh, the goodness of a place, was the fact that God was there. Isn't it? The moment he comes there, the place becomes holy. There is no process. What you get, eh? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There is no process of becoming holy. The fact that he has dwelt in you. His presence makes the place holy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So where the spirit of God is, the place has become fruitful. What you get? Then he says, and the fruitful field will be counted for a forest. That's an increase. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you are the kind that begin from fruitful to forest. You you don't begin from wilderness to fruitful, then. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You you get my point, eh? Uh, It says, verse 16. Then, what happens? Judgment shall dwell in the wilderness and righteousness remain in the fruitful field. This is where we are. The Bible says righteousness remains there. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Yeah? Remember, I'm descri- I was telling you the beginning of this place. He says no place was found for a second covenant. Then he, he, the, 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 the fundamental statement of this place is, I will remember their sins no more. That's very powerful. God does not relate with you on a sin basis, on an error basis. He relates with you from a righteousness basis. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Because remember he says that where I am, there there they may be also. He is not where sin is. You get my point? The Bible says that when he died, he died once for sin. And the next time he will appear, he will appear for salvation. Not again for sin. Hallelujah. 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 And when we talk about sin, we talk about death because it's the law of sin and death. Sin, death. And everything that is of sin and death. You get it? But the beginning, the the, the first understanding of this place is that your sins you remember no more. Now remember, the Bible says righteousness shall remain in this place. You get it? It remains in this place. And what happens? What happens? Verse, verse, verse 17. The Bible says, and the work of righteousness shall be peace. Righteousness works peace in you. Say amen. Say amen. amen. It works peace. What peace there, of course, is shalom. Shalom. So this consciousness of righteousness, it works peace in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It works peace. Uh, And I like the, the, the wording there. It works the work of righteousness. That means you allow it to work in you. Over, you get my point. Until every bit in you is filled with that consciousness. It's different from, from, from a bestowment when you just bump something on somebody. This is a work of righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, you get my point, eh? For example, when he says that, that it is him who works in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. I like the rendering that he works in you. 
He doesn't just make you will, he works. Such that every bit in you is willing. Or what you get, eh? There's, there's no point left out. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. What you feel is that. What you, what you get, everything, what you hear is that. Everything in you that holds knowledge, every place, whatever it is about you, has been worked. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Yeah? So it's a work. It says righteousness, the work of righteousness shall be peace. It works peace in you. So there's nothing missing. There's no detail left. You, you don't just have peace in one area and another area. No, but there's everything about you. Your totality, the sum total, everything that is you. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Has come to that place of peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Such that you're not the kind that is always, you know, I'm the righteous of God, then next day you're not. Or a thought comes, or maybe a situation comes and it challenges you, and then you start to doubt. That means there's not it worked, Bulwenji. What you get, eh? Praise God. Praise God. When something has been worked, it is thorough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nothing is left missing. Nothing. So it says, and the work of righteousness shall be peace. And the effect, the effect, its effect in your life is what? Quietness and assurance forever. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Now remember he told us that it talks about the full assurance of faith. Now, that full assurance is an effect of righteousness. You get my point? It's an effect of righteousness, the righteousness of God. So when it says that they which have obtained like precious faith through the righteousness of God, it's talking about a faith that has full assurance because that righteousness has brought the assurance forever. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Are, are we together? Yeah? Now, it says, it says, um, someone beat a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God. Through the righteousness of God. You see, in Christ both the love of God and his righteousness met. When he says that mercy and truth have kissed each other, Psalm 85, verse 10. It says mercy and truth are met together. That's in Christ. And it says righteousness and, 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 and peace have kissed each other. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The, 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 the place of unity, the place where these things found their fulfillment was in Christ. You get my point? That the things that are happening in your life is not just the love of God towards you, but his righteousness for you. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. He says, to them that have obtained like precious faith, with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay? Now, it says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Uh-huh. Verse 3. According as his divine power, the Bible says, has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and Godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. The Bible says his divine power has given us all things. What is all? All. Say amen. amen. That means nothing missing. And what is the tense there? Given. It's not going to be given. It has been given. Okay. All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Verse 4. Whereby 
are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Actually, that word escape doesn't mean that we are fleeing. Eh? <laughs> no, you're free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's, it's not like we are fleeing, like as though the thing is chasing after us, then we are running. No. Our being one with the divine nature has made us free from the corruption that is in the world through us. Oh, I get my point. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Now, I like how he describes it. He says, exceeding great and precious promises. You know, for me, those words catch my attention. That is me, okay? Because I, I would love to get the gist of what the man of God is saying. He says, exceeding great and precious promises. That means these things are precious to God. They are great. They are exceeding great in his sight. Listen, in the sight of God, give us still your sight, okay? In the sight of God, the creator. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The maker of life. The one from whom all life comes. He says that these promises I'm giving to you, they are exceeding great and precious to me. Praise God. Praise God. So how can you take light what is precious to God? Oh, I get my point. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. What God has given to you, the Bible says, it's exceeding great and precious. It's to him. Like, okay, there are other things, but this one here, he holds with high regard. And the Bible says we are being given those promises. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. And the Bible tells us a covenant is of effect when men are dead. So when he died, those covenant was of force. The promises of God were of force in your life. Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9. For a testament is of force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator lives. The Bible says this testament is of force. So there were promises, but now they are of force. They are of effects because the man died. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. You get it? Whatever you say, whatever I promised, it's now of effect in your life. It's now of force in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The things that are forcing, that are, you understand, they are on you, are the promises. It says, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Some people think that they are followed by curses. No. Goodness and mercy. The things are, they want to get you. You understand? It's you who's running. <laughs> You're following something as they're following you. You're following him as they follow you. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. No devil is chasing after you. Come on. Goodness is chasing after you. Say amen. amen. The promises, the fulfillment of the promises of God, they are of force in your life. Because the man died. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he said that these things are exceeding great and precious. Hebrews chapter 12. I want to understand the greatness of these things, okay? The exceeding great and the preciousness of these things. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Can we read together? One to go. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So there's a race set before each one of us, okay? Verse 2. The Bible says, looking unto who? 
Looking unto who? The author and the finisher of our faith. Say amen. Say amen. amen. The author of our faith, the finisher of your faith. Looking unto him. Now the Bible says something. It says, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The Bible says, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Ah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Who for the joy that was set before him. The Bible says he endured what? The cross, despising the shame. Now, you need to understand what this scripture means. It simply means that the joy was bigger than the shame. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. The joy was bigger than the endurance he had to go through on the cross. Now, sometimes we think it was a physical endurance. No. Come on. You think Jesus was afraid of nails in his hands? We have heard of martyrs. Okay, we have heard these ones are life stories. We have heard of martyrs who were rejoicing while they were being burnt alive. You've heard of those stories, right? The man is happy while he's on flames. Praise God. Praise the Lord. The man is happy while, while he's being cut. They are beheading him, but he's happy. Why? Because he has the spirit of God in him. Or what you get, eh? My point is that it was not the, the nails. If a martyr can be happy while they are being killed, how about Jesus? You think he was shivering because of nails? No. Come on. You think he was shivering because of some stripes on his back? No. Come on. Praise God. Praise the Lord. You need to understand what matters most to him. It's his oneness with the Father. His oneness with the Father. He says, I've come to do thy will, O God. When you, when you read about the life of Christ, you realize that his focus was on pleasing the Father. He was always boasting of his oneness with him. My father, my father, my father. You understand? That's what mattered most to him. And so when he was on the cross, the Bible says he, this, he endured the cross. He endured that separation from the father. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Oh, but you get eh? What was so precious to him, he let it go. He says, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? When he was, when he was in, in the garden of Gethsemane, the Bible says he, that the sweat was like great drops of blood. The man was under intense stress. Why? He was focusing on this separation. How can I be separated from this guy? I've never been separated from him. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Yes. Scientists say that when a man starts to sweat blood, it's under severe stress. This thing was stressing him. I'm going to be separated from the Father for the first time. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. The Bible says, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. That means you and I, you are more important than this thing. Oh, but you get my point. Praise God. Praise the Lord Jesus. You need to understand what it cost him. This salvation, what it cost him for you. 
Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. That's why he calls them exceeding great and precious. They are precious. They are so precious because of where they came from. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And these promises have been given to us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. When you have the Holy Spirit, that's it. Speaking in tongues, that is it. Just thank God. It's so precious. We need to understand where it came from. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. And that is his righteousness. The fact that he had to endure all these things because of you. He had to go through the system because of you. He had to do it right because of you. Praise God. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. So that means to us, the things of God, they are, it's not just only his love, but his righteousness. You have a right to the things in God. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. You get my point, eh? It's, it's more than just his love for you. Okay, it's all his love for you. But in there, it's all. All of it is the love of God for you. But in there is his righteousness. His righteousness. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Are, are we together? Are we together? So this faith that we have obtained, this precious faith is through the righteousness of God. Through the righteousness, what the man had to go through for you. Praise God. The Bible says he made the captain of our salvation perfect through the suffering. But this suffering was spiritual. It wasn't the physical suffering. No, the spiritual kind. Where he had to be separated from, from his father for the first time. For the first time. For the first time. It had never happened for the very first time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. So all the promises of God are yours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah? Okay, says uh -huh, through last, uh -huh, verse 5, verse 5. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, okay, continue, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, uh -huh. and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, what? Charity. Uh -huh. Verse 8. For if these things be in you and abound, the Bible says, they make you that you are neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of, in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But remember, he told us he has given us all things. So when he says, add to your faith virtue, it is coming from you. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. It has already been given to you. And the Bible says that these things are in you and they are bound. The Bible says you are neither barren nor unfruitful. To be barren means that when you put a seed, it will not grow. To be unfruitful means that it may grow, but there are other things that choke it. So it becomes unfruitful. So the Bible says, if these things be in you and abound, when you supply these things to your faith, okay, you supply them from within because they are given to you already. The, the supply of self-control, the supply of patience, all these things, brother and kindness, the Bible says, they make you that you are neither barren nor unfruitful. And, and let's go to the next verse, verse 9. Verse 9 says, but he that lacketh these things is blind. The Bible says, that man is blind. That's spiritual blindness. Okay, and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that was my point. I was forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. If these things be in you and abound. The Bible says they make you that you are neither barren nor unfruitful in your knowledge of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Just speak in other tongues. Just speak in other tongues for a few minutes. Just speak in other tongues right now. 
and thank God for the exceeding great and precious promises that he has given unto us. Come on, speak in other tongues. Come on, speak in other tongues. Speak in other tongues. As you speak in other tongues, just be grateful to God for what He has given to you. Right now, if you're in this place and maybe you're feeling pain in your body, receive it now. Receive it now. Healing is yours righteously. Healing is yours righteously. You can speak with assurance about anything in your life because we have received through his righteousness. When the man died, he really died. When he suffered, he really suffered for you. The Bible says that in this is the love of God commended toward us that while we are yet sinners, Christ died. For scarcely can a right, can man can men die for a righteous man, but some can dare to die for a righteous man. But for us, the Bible says that while we are yet sinners, Christ died. That's how He commended His love toward you. Manto brekele bro sanda rabakole parande neba, sharaba karande leko satala brakila rande neba, labasando le broko arabasonda rabakila rande neba. Father, we thank you for your love towards us, O oh God. We thank you for your grace towards us, O oh God. We thank you for your righteousness towards us, O oh God. We thank you for this life that you've given us, O oh God. We thank you for the faith that we have obtained through the righteousness of God. We thank you for all things that have been given to us that pertain to life and godliness. We thank you for the grace and peace that is multiplied in our lives through the knowledge of our Savior Jesus Christ. We thank you for the effect of righteousness in us, O oh God, the quietness and assurance forever. We thank you that we have a fruitful field and we are counted for a forest because the Spirit of God has been poured upon us. We thank you that you have loved us as you have loved your son Jesus. You have loved me as you have loved Jesus. Oh, and you loved me from the foundation of the earth. From the foundation of the earth, before the foundations of the earth. I behold your glory. I behold your glory in everything that pertains to my life. I behold your glory in my finances. I behold your glory in my health. I behold your glory in my family. I behold your glory at my workplace. I behold your glory in my business. I behold your glory in my ministry. I behold, I behold your glory. I behold your glory. I behold your glory. In the name of Jesus. I live a life of glory. Everywhere glory, glory everywhere in the name of Jesus, life everywhere in the mighty name of Jesus. Out of me are flowing rivers of living water. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. 
Rabasata lava kure parande de ba. Rabasata lava kaya. Shara ba 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 in the name of Jesus, I'm a banner of blessing. I'm a source of blessing everywhere I am. In the mighty name of Jesus, lepa sobre kele parandere ba, shata lava kaya, manto prekele parandere ba, lika sata lava kule parandere kule ba, lamatore prakule parandere ba, lapa sata lava kaya, sharaba kule parandere ba, lepa sobre kele parandere ba, lanza raba sata lava kaya. God, we give you praise. God, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise, oh God. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise, oh God. We thank you for what you have done in our lives. We thank you that you endured the cross. You despise the shame of the cross because of me. Because of me, because of me, my future is secure. My future is bright in the mighty name of Jesus. I live in the full assurance of faith in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, your peace, I walk in your peace. I live in your peace. I operate in your peace. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If there's anybody who wants to give your life to Christ, please come in front. Those who want to get born again, now is the opportunity for you. Those that want to receive Christ, now is the opportunity for you. I just want you to repeat these words after me. Say, Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for me. I thank you that raised him from the dead. And I declare that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. I'm born again. Hallelujah. Praise God.